thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing instant gratification. My guest is Deborah Parkhurst. She's a former data processing professional, has an applied psychology degree in small group behavior. She was a human and equine massage therapist for nine years. She was involved in senior care and did everything from hospice to assisted living for about 20 years, and she retired from that career twice. Then she had her own cottage bakery and is now fully retired and enjoys gardening, writing, painting, and spending time with her husband and cats. Deborah, welcome to Money Heart. Thank you, Camille. I'm very happy to be here with you. I am really excited to explore the topic of instant gratification. Let's start with your story. Would you like to kick us off by sharing that? Sure. I grew up <clears throat> one of four kids, uh, two parents, four kids. And my dad was a school teacher and we lived pretty frugally. I mean, we always had food to eat and clothing to wear, but I did not have a lot of the things my friends had like trendy clothing or a lot of clothing or the latest toys. Um, and my mother constantly was talking about saving money and not spending money. And so I grew up with that mindset. Uh, my husband and I got married um, in 1973, and we were very impoverished to begin with. We lived in an 8 by 48 trailer, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's one of those where you could sit on the toilet and brush your teeth. <laughs> in the sink. Um, and um, we eventually moved. We, we lived here in Oklahoma, up in Vanita, his hometown, and we moved east to the Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. and eventually had the opportunity to get into data processing. And that's another story. I, got, I went in first, and um, then Joe went in, and we suddenly found ourselves making more money than we had ever dreamed we would make. Yeah. And spending it. <laughs> and um, through a job transfer, we moved east into Virginia. Okay. Is, and we were in Loudoun County, which at that time was the most expensive county in Virginia. Mm. And we were raking it in and we were spending it. And it was like I could go to the grocery store and just buy whatever it struck me to buy. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't have to have a budget. Mm -hmm. I just got what I wanted. Yeah. And it developed a mentality of instant gratification. Right. It sounds kind of um, cool. That's like the thing that everybody wants is, well, yeah, yeah. I just want to go to the store and get whatever I want and not even worry. Yeah. yeah, I would go shopping for clothing and I would just get what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't 
I wasn't a big clothes horse, but I was more of one than I am now. You know, I needed, I needed suits for work. Have to. And I did the whole dress for success thing for many years. Yeah. And um, I decided I wanted to buy a horse. So I bought a horse and we moved and built a barn and, you know, just put that checkbook right in the tack box because (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's a joke about how do you make a small fortune in horses? Start with a large fortune. Oh. (laughs) So I was just blissfully going along. And and the smartest thing I did, and I didn't realize it was smart, is I socked away the minimum, the maximum into my 401k those years. Yeah. And we had company matching back then, like you just don't see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we were both making a boatload of money. Mm hmm. But we were spending it. Yeah. So pretty much. Other than my 401k building, we weren't saving anything. Wow. Yeah. Was that because no one ever taught you to save or you just didn't think you needed or it wasn't even part of the discussion? It didn't even cross my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had never been taught to save. I did not know the importance of saving the idea of having three months to or at least to live on mm-hmm. in your bank account never even occurred to me because it seemed like the present was just boundless and endless in what it could provide for us. Um, every three years we switched companies because that's how you climb the salary ladder. Right. Yes, it was. And there are a ton of companies around the Beltway in the Washington, D.C. area. And we just went from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being very, very dissatisfied with data processing because I could see your government money being wasted. Oh, wow. And I wish I, wish I had been a whistleblower at the time, but I didn't even know that that existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to become a massage therapist and left a really hefty income behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I still don't regret it because I was much happier. I, I decided to become a human and equine massage therapist. Yeah. And Before I did that for many Talking to you, I didn't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't realize people got paid to massage horses. Yeah, well, I, I did people first. Yeah. And uh, I, I worked out of my home and at a spa and at a chiropractor's office until I built up enough clientele I could just do it from home. Mm. And then I met a lady through a friend who had developed equine stretching. She was a human physical therapist. Wow. And she okay. taught me how to stretch horses. And then I just started massaging horses and figuring it out on my own because our anatomies are almost identical. It's just the emphasis is different. Huh, that's so cool. Yeah, like your wrist joint uh-huh. is a horse's front leg's knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the hoof is actually the fingernail of one finger. Right, yeah. So it's just really interesting, fascinating. It is, it really is. It's and just... horses love massage. They just love it. Oh, 
That's too, so, too cool. Yeah. So, so I had my own horses to practice and learn on. And then I started doing other people's horses. And yeah. we lived right across the road from a hunt, you know, where they do fox hunting. Oh, okay. So I got some clientele from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was quite grand. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of imagine that, um, massage therapy may not have paid as well as data processing. How did you cope or did you when you had to kind of give up the retail therapy and the buying whatever you wanted? We started you- cutting back on everything. Okay. On everything. We had a, like a subscription to Javalia coffee Ooh. and we cut that out and we just started cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and, mm-hmm. and, um, and it was okay because I didn't need the suits anymore. Right. I was, I was motivated enough that I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to do this other thing. Mm -hmm. And then we were looking at Joe retiring and we knew we could not continue to live there. It was just Ah, too expensive. ah. Yep. So that's why we came back to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. We looked all around the country. We traveled a couple different places and we ended up buying a farm, a 40 acre farm down in LaFleur County. Mm-hmm. And you talk about culture shock from the Washington, D.C. area to there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we moved from a huge home. We had, oh, almost a 4,000 square foot home. And moved to just a little bitty, awful rock house on 40 acres. It was awful. I hired people to go in and clean it before we moved there. Mm. But we got our home and 40 acres for less than half what we sold that house for. (laughs) I I understand this story completely. When we moved to Oklahoma from California, so opposite coast, but the coasts tend to be much more expensive. uh, We were able to buy a house for about $800 less per month than we'd been paying in rent for the same size house in California and and just able to buy it. And and that's taxes and everything rolled into our escrow account versus what it was. It's a a huge, huge difference. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're, we're fortunate to be here because being economical was not why we moved here. Mm -hmm. So we're just, we're just fortunate. And so we, we moved to our farm and, I was still spending and we had a lot to spend because our expenses were so much less and Joe didn't end up retiring. He ended up working for several years remotely. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So because he was the only one who knew the systems and they didn't want to keep him for the hookups and the satellite dishes on our roof and everything. And he can, so we just lived it up out there. And you had all your extra money that came from the sale of the house. So I bet that felt like we're, we're, we're fine. Well, we paid for the house, which was probably a mistake now that I look it back, but we paid for the farm Mm -hmm. and uh, I bought cows and horses and ducks and geese and put up fencing and built barns and we bought a tractor and we just had a lovely time. And, um, I got cancer Mm. and am fully, fully recovered. Yes. Cancer survivor. And Joe 
uh, became slightly disabled due to a back injury. And we just couldn't live out there anymore. Um, All the horses were gone that we had brought from uh, Virginia. Mm -hmm. They're all buried out there. And we couldn't work. He couldn't work cattle anymore safely. Mm -hmm. So we sold and moved here. Moved to Broken Arrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a job. I went back into the working field. Um, I had gotten into senior working with seniors when I was out there. Um, I had to leave massage. I had tried to bring my massage career here with me to Oklahoma, but discovered that you needed no license at that time to put your hands on people. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to massage horses, you needed to work under a veterinarian. Huh. Go Oklahoma. How interesting. <laughs> so I tried several times to start up my massage career, but I kept health issues. Mm. Kept getting in the way and I would have to take time off, months, and I'd lose clientele. Right. So I finally just, I couldn't do it anymore. I had a shoulder problem. And um, I had been volunteering for hospice and going Mm -hmm. and doing body work on hospice patients. Mm -hmm. And hospice told me that uh, there was a job as a activity, assistant activity director coming up at the nursing home. And why didn't I go apply it for it? So I did. Yeah. Oh my God, that was the best job I've ever had in my life. That's so cool. And it was the lowest paying. I had not made that little, I did not make $10 an hour. Wow. And I had more fun with those people. I had a blast. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I just loved them to death. Mm-hmm. And I'd worked there, I don't know, maybe a year. And mm-hmm. their census went down. And they let me go. And I didn't even know that was a possibility. It's the only job I've ever cried when I left. Aww. And I thought I have to be in senior work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took my degree and I took my management experience and I went to work in Fort Smith managing an Alzheimer's unit oh. in an assisted living. And I learned so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then I, then when we moved here, we left the farm and moved to Broken Arrow. I got a job in Broken Arrow at a local nursing home running their yeah. dementia unit and was back to making a lot of money for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my habits could continue. <laughs> <laughs> my habits could continue uh, until they couldn't. Mm. As, as, as I was, um, I ended up leaving that job. They, they got rid of their dementia unit. Oh, wow. And so I was into increasingly lower paying jobs after that. Mm-hmm. Still loving working with seniors, but I started to needed, I started to begin to need to rein in the spending. Yeah. But it wasn't until I had gotten into more debt than I needed to be in that I realized we've got a problem here. Okay, so you didn't adjust quite as quickly as maybe would have been a nice thing. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, um, I met you and mm-hmm. other financial people, and I started going to some of your uh, presentations Yeah. and started learning more. And I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm not set up well. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. I need to make some changes. Yeah. And I, um, I had invested some of my money in one annuity. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, no, I put it into two annuities. And I realized through hearing your lectures um, that I was not, maybe not in a good annuity. Ah, yeah. Um, so I, I changed and uh, bought one of yours and very, very happy, very, very happy with my decision. Well, thank you. Um, we decided to keep one that I had because it was, it was a good, it was a pretty good one. Right. I remember I am, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I am now drawing on that annuity. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Started last year. Um, but, but I have retired and we now have a fixed income. Mm -hmm. And we had to make some big choices and some big decisions. One decision we made two years ago through, with the help of a friend, his, his advice, mm -hmm. uh, we sold our house. Yeah. And we downsized and we moved into a smaller house and we got rid of debt. Yes. Yeah. And that was a really great decision. We love this house. It is several hundred feet smaller. You know, we, we're now down to 1,400 square feet, basically. Mm -hmm. which is plenty of room for two people. Right. I do not have luxurious bathrooms. I have very pedestrian bathroom, functional bathrooms. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to do in there? <laughs> Sit on the toilet and brush your teeth. That you need all of this glamour for, you know? Uh -huh. We have two bathrooms. One of them is, is his and one of them is mine. Yeah. And it works for us. Mm-hmm. It works for us. And, um, so we are learning, we have been learning and having to practice the delay of gratification. Yeah. And it's not something you just get over. It can still rear its ugly head. Right. Like I wanted, I really wanted in this house a new rug. Mm. We brought the old area rug. We've got laminate floors. We brought the old mm. area rug from the other house. And it's too small for the space. And I could not arrange the furniture in any way that pleased me. And I, you know, the way things are arranged is important to me. Mm -hmm. Whether the vibe, the feng shui, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. Yeah. And I just wasn't at peace about it. But it took me two years of hunting. And no, I didn't hunt every day. I went in spurts to find a big area rug that was under a thousand dollars. That was wool, that wasn't made by slave labor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I found one. Cool. What you talk about having to delay gratification <laughs> for two years to find yeah. a rug that you loved? Yes. Yeah. And I love my living room now. Mm -hmm. And I was able to arrange things, and it's just, it is what I. It's peaceful. There's nothing jarring about it. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's peaceful. Yeah. And we spend so much time home now with COVID. Right. The, to me, that's important. And that may seem, seem silly, but to me, that's important. Yeah. I just feel comfortable in my own home. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Right. It just needs to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, comfortable for you. Before COVID, I wish I needed clothing because I was, um, when I was still working in uh, data process or in uh, 
senior care, senior care. Uh-huh. I learned to shop at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I got some fabulous clothes, at, you know, go in there and get blouses for $4. Yes. Fabulous ones. I still have them in my closet. And um, so I, I learned new tricks of being frugal mm. and was still able to get nice things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great point. A lot of times, maybe it's the marketing hype gives us the idea that we have to shop at a certain place or eat at a certain place or do a particular thing in order to have nice things and in order to be happy and enjoy what we have. Um, and if you put a, just a little bit of thought or effort into it, find a solution or find what you're looking for really on a budget. You just have yes. to be a tad bit creative. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's so much more important to me that I can sleep at night because I'm not in debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a car payment. My house payment is my only debt. It's yeah. the only debt I have. Yeah. And I, and we still save. Mm. We like have that. an emergency account mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we have other savings where we're saving up because we want to get things yeah. like we need a new roof. Oh yeah. So we're saving up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have that emergency savings that yes. we do not touch. It is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think right. your story is a very um, common one. And I love the way it's played out for you in that you recognize you didn't have all of the money information and skills that you wanted to have. So you went and found them. Mm-hmm. You actually said, I'm going to go take a class. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to talk to people who know what's going on. And then I'm going to make changes in my life so I can mm-hmm. turn out the way I want. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> empowering. And, and not be afraid to say, you know, I made a mistake with this investment. What is it going to take for me to get out of it? When is the smartest time to get out of it? What's the smartest way for me to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Because no investment is set in concrete. Right. Right. And if you've made a mistake with it, don't be afraid to pull it out and put it into something else good if it makes sense. And it's mm-hmm. made sense for me. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. And to look at it on a broader scale, you don't have to be stuck wherever it is mm-hmm. you've ended up. If it's no. a financial investment, if it's a house, if it's a car that you got, if it's a yeah. business you started, and if it's really, uh-huh. really not working out, yeah, you're out the exit strategy. How can we, how can we change this? Don't be afraid to change. Mm-hmm. And if that change means you have to move, don't be afraid of it because we, we love where we are now. We're so much closer to where we need to go. We yeah. were farther out away from Broken Arrow before. Mm-hmm. So it's a savings on gas. We've met great new neighbors. Oh, yeah. um, I have volunteered and, and dragged my husband along with me, <laughs> bless him, um, to help take care of some of the public gardens in our mm-hmm. subdivision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're meeting some great people that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You, I guess, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out when you make that move, but you know, no. you know, you need to make the move. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't, don't be afraid. And you are not what you have. Oh, I love that. You are not what you have. 
you are what you give. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and just look at the hype and realize what it is. The hype. Uh, it is not, you know, the American way seems to have become consume. Mm -hmm. Consume, 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 to the point even of conspicuous consumption. Yeah. I'll never forget, Joe and I went into a home back in Northern Virginia, which is home to very many wealthy people. Sure. I bet four of my houses would have fit in that house. Oh, wow. It was obscene. You walked in and it, you were in an atrium that was as big as my house and it was two stories. Mm -hmm. And all of the rooms were around that. Mm -hmm. And two people lived there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a lot. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Because what else could you have done constructively in the world with those funds hmm. besides impress people or appall them when <laughs> they come into your home. <laughs> and I'm not knocking nice. I mean, I love nice things. I absolutely love well-made things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to have just to have, yeah. there's just no value in that whatsoever. Hmm. Now that you are retired and out of debt and getting to do exactly what it is you want to do every day, where do you find the most joy now? Well, I absolutely love working in my garden, mm -hmm. um, attempting to raise veg tomatoes in Oklahoma <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and other vegetables and learning a lot because this is a tough climate for plants. It is. Um, I and got into get eaten. I, I yeah. just tried to plant something recently and then the bunnies <laughs> came and ate it all again. And now yeah. I got to start over. I'm like, Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I got into raising monarch and black swallowtail butterflies. Oh, cool. And just have gotten a lot of joy from that. Mm -hmm. um, and I love painting and I love writing. I'm, I'm attempting to write a book about my life with my horses, my experiences with my horses. Oh. I belong to a writing group mm -hmm. that's helping me with it. And of course, I love, I love spending time with my husband. Um, I think retirement and the time, of, the time of COVID has actually brought us closer together. Yeah. And we just love, we'll sit out on the back porch and enjoy a morning or enjoy an evening. Mm-hmm and talk and reminisce or talk about current events or whatever. I mean, I value his opinion so much and we're fortunate in that we're really both coming from the same place mm. um, financially mm -hmm. among other things. Yeah. I mean, he under, he totally, we're totally united in our efforts to be frugal mm -hmm. and, and conscious consumers. Yes. Yeah. And that, that helps because if one of us wasn't, that would be a real bone of contention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would always be a battle if, if one of you wasn't wanting to work on this, if you, if you weren't aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're, 
I, I think that's the, hence our long relationship. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been married? Oh, we got married in 73. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does that make it? 20, 27 years now? Something like that? Uh, I mean, 47 years? Yes. <laughs> I say 27? No. Uh-huh. He, was, he was 27 when we got married. He was so. 27 and it's been 47 years. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. You're about to hit a, one of those milestone anniversaries. In a few we years. are. I think we need to do some big blowout thing. I agree. I think we need to do that. <laughs> This has been a blast. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to do that. And um, very happy to try to encourage anybody who's facing kind of the same battle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, offer, offer hopefully some suggestions. And yeah. it does help me daily. I, ha- I have a daily meditation practice. And it does help me to keep focused on my goals and mm-hmm. on what's what's really important in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that concept of just because you're retired doesn't mean you have don't have goals or things that you're working on or working towards. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm busy and I love it. Yeah, I will always be a person who needs goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. <laughs> If you would like to get in touch with Deborah, you can email her at deblpark1954 at gmail.com. Normally, I would plug a guest's business or product at this time and do a shameless commerce moment. But as Deb is retired, she's actually going to talk about a nonprofit that she's fond of. Yes, I'd like to talk about a new leaf in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It was developed, uh, it's a greenhouse. You can go there and buy beautiful bedding plants and house plants, Christmas poinsettia. They have several retail locations in the greater Tulsa area, as well as a greenhouse here in Broken Arrow. Mm -hmm. What they do is they provide vocational training and living for people with developmental disabilities. um, And I just think that's huge. I mean, I love going there. And there's a friendly face of somebody with a disability and they're helping me carry my pansies to the car or whatever I bought that day and just doing their utmost to be of service to me. And I'm so proud and grateful that I can patronize them and their Mm -hmm. business and help them. Um, They want to help people become more independent who have disabilities. Yes. I've been there before as well. And it is a lovely place. I really enjoy it there. So. Thank you. And thank you as well to our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. This show is sponsored by Serenity Financial, a five rings financial agency, specializing in financial education, life insurance with living benefits, and guaranteed lifetime income. Be sure to follow Money Heart on social media at Money Heart Show and on our website, moneyheartshow.com. Deborah, would you like to share today's money mantra? Today's money mantra is... Is it a just want or do I just want it? Perfect. Thank you. 